Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. And welcome back to the podcast. Saul Marquez here, and I have the outstanding Dr. Daniel Stickler. He is a physician-focused visionary and a human potential evolutionary thought leader. He's the co-founder of the Apiron Center for Human Potential and the Apiron Academy. His journey began as a general vascular surgeon specializing in laparoscopic weight loss surgery. Striving for the best possible outcome, he created a highly successful whole system approach in collaborating with a skilled team of dietitians, health psychologists, and exercise physiologists. After 10 years of and nearly 3,000 operations, he concluded that the surgical approach was not an ideal option for long-term health, and knew that lifestyle was the key to creating optimized health. Following 10,000 plus hours of research and several thousand client interactions, he correlates improved clinical outcomes with implementing lifestyle modifications to optimize genetic expressions. I'm excited to dive into this as we explore the field of of value-based care and what can we do to, to make patients better and deliver the best possible outcomes. So it's a pleasure to have Daniel on the podcast. Daniel, welcome. Oh, my pleasure to be here. So Daniel, what is it that I, that it, well, first of all, did I miss anything in your intro that you want to share with the listeners? Yeah, one thing that uh, a lot of people will ask me about is the, because epigenetics, which is a, a big area of focus for us, has such kind of wide ranging definitions by the individual. I mean, we have it in, it goes from the woo-woo world to the biochemical world. And Mm -hmm. where it falls in the clinical realm is important. And it is now being just well-researched area. I mean, there's over 10,000 peer-reviewed studies done on it each year. I teach, I'm a guest lecturer at Stanford on using epigenetics in clinical practice. And it is an area that I just wanted to mention my background in so that, you know, we get a basis to build off of when we start talking about epigenetics. No, I think that's a really great thing to highlight. And, you know, when uh, we were doing research on on your work, Daniel, definitely was something that popped up for me. It was definitely not on my radar. It's more about just modifying gene expression versus altering the code itself. So I think it's something that is worth highlighting, folks. So keep that in mind as we enter the discussion here with Daniel. So what is it that got you into the medical sector to begin with? And then why did you make the change from surgery to what you do now? The initial drive to go into medicine was to help create outcomes. You know, I was an athlete as a child and I was always, it was kind of biohacking before it was a term. And yeah. that was fascinating to me. And that's what prompted me to go into medicine. But my, my huh. vision as I went in was kind of that. And it turned out to be something completely different, which was disease-based care and, and pharmacology, which didn't appeal to me too much. Yeah. And surgery was a nice option, especially weight loss surgery, because I could take people from an existing baseline and improve quality of life, which is what my ultimate goal was to, to provide. And so that was the reason that I, that I opted for surgery at that point. 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And so you you did all these procedures, you know, 3,000 plus procedures. You were achieving that goal, but something happened where you said this could be different. Yeah, we had started doing really lifestyle optimization care with clients as a hobby on the side. You know, everybody jokes that a physician doing wellness as a hobby, but it's <laughs> the reality of it. I mean, that's uh, it's not your common clinical practice. And we were seeing amazing outcomes with it. And it was really starting to delve into the world that I envisioned as, as medicine should be. And so I kept saying, well, one of these days, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do this full time. One of these days, I'll do it full time. And I realized that I, I was just going to keep saying that. So one day spontaneously, I, I finished a surgical procedure and I said, you know what, I'm done. Cancel all the rest of my consults, cancel my surgical schedule and uh, walk away. Wow. What was that moment like? What was the reason that finally you said, I'm done? Because I got tired of just planning it. And yeah. I said, as long as I keep planning it, it's never going to happen. And by me announcing it verbally and taking the, the action, it solidified it. I mean, people thought I lost my mind. <laughs> uh, I mean, truly, I, I had a 300 patient waiting list for the surgery. And it was a financial hit for sure. But yeah. uh, it was something I was passionate about and I knew it was going to work. I knew what I was driving at was hmm. game changing. And, and so, you know, that took quite a few years, but <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> fruition at this point. So. That's awesome. That's a great story. It's a jump that not a lot of people take and one that, you know, I would encourage the listeners to do it. You know, I, I kind of felt the same way when I started the podcast uh, almost two years ago. And um, you just have to go for it. And if you have a clear enough vision and you know that it's going to work out, you just got to do it. So how long has it been then since you made that, that choice? That was uh, December 31st, 2009. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Almost nine years ago. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing, man. Congratulations. Thanks. That's a great story. So here we are, um, you know, now you're at the head of, of what's going on at the appear on uh, Center for Human Potential and, and the Academy. Tell the listeners what the focus there is and what it's all about. It's kind of the culmination of uh, the vision that my wife and I had. My wife is a, she's a career Air Force um, oh, very cool. officer. So she's, she's actually on duty this week, but she's got 28 years. Uh, she's a colonel in the Air Force. And wow. uh, she is kind of the go-to person for human performance in the Air Force, uh, stress resiliency, human performance. And so we've both been at the same mindset. You know, we're both athletes. We started across one of the first CrossFits together. And, you know, it was just everything that we were passionate about, we kind of brought together into our vision. And the vision mm -hmm. is, you know, we're Medicine has, has based the human system on an inaccurate premise. And that premise is that the human system is complicated. And the reality is, is the human system is complex. Yes. And they don't, you can't treat a complex system using complicated machinery or data or whatever you're using, algorithms. Those are great for robots, for machines, those kind of things. But the human system being complex and variable it doesn't work the way that we've set medicine up. I mean, the Greeks knew this from the get-go. I mean, they, they understood the complexity of the human system and they never approached things from a, a true disease model. The body was either in homeostasis or it was not. And 
there was every factor of the human environment that was taken into account. So it was, you know, dietetica was actually defined as what you ate, how you slept, your relationship with your family, your work life. I mean, it was all of that, which is basically epigenetics Mm -hmm. and how that impacts the system and provides variable outcomes. So in medicine, we're now at a point where everything's going algorithmic and that can apply to some aspects of disease, but not to wellness. It just doesn't work that way. And our premise is that the human system is, is limitless. We have limitless capacity to change the human system. Our DNA is fascinating. I mean, it is, hmm. it is the most dynamic molecule that is so intelligently designed that it is constantly reacting to everything within the environment and making adjustments in order to thrive in that environment. And we look at this current state of Homo sapien as this end point of evolution, which is just really ludicrous. <laughs> uh, and we call it the uh, Homo provectus is the next, next rendition, which is advanced hmm. human, which is the next phase, I think, of what we're coming to. I mean, with technological advances, with gene editing, with all the peptides that are coming out now, I mean, we have the ability to truly enhance the human system and we're ignoring it to focus on disease. Yeah, that's a great call out. So with these things in mind, and by the way, thanks for for that. And and thanks, a big thanks to your wife for her service and the work that you guys are doing. As it relates to the healthcare leaders listening to this, you know, what do you think is a hot topic they need to be focused on? And, and <laughs> I think the hot topic is we need to completely abandon the current system. This isn't a matter of, of shifting the system. It's yeah. not a matter of changing it. It's a matter of saying, okay, this system doesn't apply. Yeah. We need to create a whole new system. It doesn't mean huh. we throw, throw out our knowledge or anything like that. We just take a whole new perspective on the human model. I mean, you look at, 75% of the, the common causes of death in the United States, the top 10 causes of death uh, that kill 75% of the population, eight out of 10 of those are almost 100% lifestyle related. Yeah. And the others, I mean, like, like accidents, you may say, well, that's not a lifestyle related. Well, it is. I mean, look at how many accidents occur from sleep deprivation, from driving. So it's no longer about focusing on these stove pipes of, of treating disease. I mean, we have all this focus in the research and, and the pharmacology on treating cholesterol. Well, why did the cholesterol get there in the first place? And functional medicine started down that road, but they still kind of fell into that trap of treating it as a disease. And yeah. they're like, we'll get to the core things, but we're going to treat it with these herbal formulas instead of these medications. It doesn't matter. It's the same philosophy. And so it's a matter of looking at human system differently. And the way we look at it is we call it precision performance medicine because it's, it's about the human system and looking at the system as a whole, not as in all the individual parts, but looking at how it all interacts with each other because that's the way complex systems work. And you kind of take that model and you create a picture using precision inputs. So you get all of the data you can, you get the blood work, you get the genetics, you get the biometric readings, which we have huge access to. I mean, any physician that's not working with biometric uh, monitoring on their clients, they're already way behind the curve and they need to jump on that. But this gives precision to the individual, not to the group as a whole, because 
Complex systems don't behave like a population behaves. They behave as an individual piece. And we've been doing this kind of medicine for the last six years and our outcomes are just amazing with it. And the clients appreciate it a great deal. They understand that everything is really focused on them as an individual, not them as a grouping of population. I so think that's my drive. No, I think it's very clear and, um, and it's a different approach. I mean, this is definitely hard. I mean, you would be the, the microcosm of, of it happening. The likelihood of something like this happening system-wide, I think, is very difficult. So taking it in a stepwise fashion, I think, number one, folks, I'd encourage you to take a look at the work that Daniel and his team have been up to. Go to appearoncenter.com. That's their website. You could get a little more educated. Appearon is A-P as in Peter, E-I-R-O-N, center.com. And you'll be able to see what they're talking about, their approach, how it works. Definitely something to think through. Now, Daniel, did you say you were, I know we, we had a chance to connect before our interview, and you went to a very fascinating meeting, or that's on your calendar. Which one would you be referring to? <laughs> I've got a bunch of them. <laughs> You're like, which of all of them? <laughs> there was one that, that was like invite only, and um, you were going to be there with a bunch of interesting folks from around uh, the Barcelona event. That's uh, La Ciel Foundation. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. That's, uh, oh, you um, haven't done it yet. Okay, no, got it. that's got at it. the end of November. Uh, I'm not sure quite what to expect from that. <laughs> I was intrigued. And, and so because you were in London when you reached out to me last week, I figured maybe you were kind of around that area. So you haven't done it yet. Okay. No, no. Got it. You have to keep us in the loop on that one. Um, All right. <laughs> but definitely very interesting. And folks, it's a meeting over in, in Europe that Daniel got invited to with some of the brightest minds in technology and health and also some monks too, it sounds like, right? Shaman from all over the world, yeah. Shaman from all over the world. Fascinating stuff. Daniel, you're working on some very interesting things. Give us an example of how the Apiron Center has created results for either you know, an individual or, or just a population. I think what I would like to emphasize here is kind of leading off what you said about us being a microcosm. And, and we realize that. I mean, we realize that trying to turn this huge Titanic oil tanker in, when it's going with the current at pretty much full speed is a monumental task. And so what we said was, how can we create this movement at a grassroots level? Mm-hmm. So what we've done is we've created the Apparel Academy where we train coaches and clinicians in our model. And we currently have 160 coaches and they range, about 30% of them are physicians, about 30% are chiropractors, and the other 40% are divided among just a diverse group of people. I mean, we have, we have uh, psychologists, dietitians, pharmacists, musicians, uh, health coaches, personal trainers all training on the same platform, all interacting together. And it's a beautiful community of just diverse backgrounds that help to contribute to this outcome. I mean, they call themselves the tribe and that's where we see it. I mean, we're, we're getting ready to open our third Apiron Center in Sarasota and we've got four Congrats. more in the pipeline. 
ready to launch, but these, these centers are the medical centers, but they're supporting the coaches that are out there as well. So we've got a, a truly living organism that is spreading across the world. I mean, we're, every day we add a coach from another country into our training, and it's, it's a pretty extensive training. I mean, it's 100 hours of uh, online training plus uh, some interactive pieces. And I think it's the only way that we saw that we could make movement in this. And as these nodes continue to grow, I think we're going to start to see a shift in the paradigm. That's fascinating. And so at the end of this training, what could an individual expect to know to be able to do? Well, they learn our systems-based approach to health. They learn in-depth epigenetics and the true science of epigenetics. So what does the science tell us about how the phytonutrients and olive oil change expressions of genes? How does exercise affect over 7,000 gene expressions in the body? And by seeing that, by looking at genetics and then understanding how gene expression can change, they can implement lifestyle patterns such as um, dietary patterns that are more related to the ancestral origins of the individual, um, athletic patterns that are going to be more likely to provide ideal outcomes, supplementation patterns where you find deficiencies. So all of this can be looked at, but there's nothing absolute in it because it is a complex system. So you've got to understand the huge number of variables that go into every outcome. And we have a genetic company and we, we run genetic data, but we never provide direct to consumer genetics because that's never the way it should be done. Always has to be provided through somebody who's trained in understanding genetics and epigenetics as well in order to give a valuable, actionable outcome for a client. Fascinating. So you guys are growing. The message is spreading. You're providing a very clear clear promise at the end of this, uh, this training. And, and obviously the results for people instead of sick care, it's uh, well care makes a big difference. What would you say is a setback that you had while you were building all of this that you learned a lot from? Probably our initial foray into getting investors. I mean, we were pretty naive in that realm and we had these people that said, Oh yeah, this sounds great. We'll fund it. And we kind of went through all the hoops and everything that they were requiring and ended up draining every bit of our savings in order to achieve that. And then they kept asking for more. And finally we said, you know what, this is not the right time. So we, we stepped away, we bootstrapped it for another year. And now we're actually, we just got through a friends and family round, raised $400,000 and nice. ready to go into a, uh, a seed round where we're, we're hoping to raise about 2 million. Awesome. Well, you know what? Glad to hear you guys are, are figuring out that space. It's definitely um, a tough one to navigate, but the vision that you guys have and the work that you're doing, I'm sure the people uh, willing to support your work will, will continue to show up. Yeah, we're excited about it. And, uh, and, you know, that's what we decided. We're not going for the investor that's there to look at it from a financial gain, but more of a passion focus and saying, you know, I want to be part of this thing that's going to change the world. And so that's been a big shift for us is to really focus on the types of investors that we're approaching. Love that. Great message there. And what would you say an exciting project that you're focused on within the, the work you're doing is? Oh, the biggest project we're working on is what will bring everything together that is a Pyron. So, you know, we have our genetics, we have our training academy, we have our, our medical centers, and we also have a community, a worldwide community app that we, we've got out there. 
but we're working on a biometrics platform that will eventually load AI intelligence onto. But the biometrics platform is something we want free for people. It will be all voluntary to store your data up there and to be a part of the community where your genetics, your lab work, and all this will be a nice HIPAA compliant platform. It'll be tokenized and all your, your wearable biometrics will be able to feed up and you can select what pieces you want on your dashboard. But eventually we'll be able to start looking at this from collecting truly lifestyle subjective factors, which is one thing that most people don't collect. They collect all the objective measures, but they miss the subjective measures. And we've got a a nice little secret sauce of where we're going to be able to collect subjective data. And so once we get enough data on there, that we'll be able to program the AI to start looking at relationships between genetics, subjective data, objective data, and and look for relationships that could potentially be game-changing in the health industry. Fascinating. No, that's really great. And it'd be interesting to, to hear how that works, especially with the increasing number of people you guys are, are getting on the platform. I know that some insights are around the corner. So Daniel, getting close to the end of our time here, we're going to put together a quick syllabus, the ABCs of Dr. Daniel Stickler <laughs> on what it takes <sighs> to be successful in well care. So it's a lightning round with four questions followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Okay. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Get rid of the current paradigm and create a whole new one. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Having influencers on the outside controlling it from a uh, kind of a market standpoint rather than a truly focused health standpoint. How do you stay relevant despite constant change? Constant learning and understanding that what you learn today may be completely wrong tomorrow. Uh, And that's what we train our coaches in. And that's what we constantly update and provide for them. What's one area of focus that drives everything in your organization? The concept that um, longevity, that uh, human potential uh, does not have a true limit. And that we are getting closer and closer. And we want to be part of that. What book would you recommend to the listeners? My favorite by far is Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. Great book. Folks, if you want to get a link to the, the book that just was just uh, recommended by Daniel, as well as a transcript of our discussion today and a link to appear on Center's uh, website, go to outcomesrocket.health slash appear on, which is A-P-E-I-R-O-N. You'll find all that there. This has been a pleasure, Daniel. I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you. Yeah, I, I think the thing to take away is not seeing the limitation in what's possible with, with each individual and understanding that truly our core code, our genetics, has the ability to constantly adapt and thrive in changing environments. So a focus on changing your own environment in order to help optimize outcomes is a key key piece. Beautifully said. And uh, if, if folks wanted to reach out or, or follow your work, what would you say the best place for them to do it? They can email me. All the contacts on all of our websites um, come right to me, but they can also email me direct at drstickler at appearancenter.com. 
Outstanding. Well, Daniel, this has been a blast. I uh, really have enjoyed our discussion. Every time we, we connect, I, I feel like my knowledge of what it takes to become better and, and be more well is elevated. So appreciate you for sharing your, your words of wisdom today. Yeah, well, of course, Apiron actually means limitless. It's a Greek word. So that's what you're experiencing is that, is that <laughs> glimpse into limitlessness. I love it. Thanks so much, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.